0: Welcome to the Faith Community Church Podcast, a ministry of Faith Community Church in South Boston, Virginia. We're glad you can join us as interim pastor Kyle Julius shares a weekly message to encourage you to deepen your faith in Jesus Christ. Here's Pastor Kyle. If you would, if you have your Bible, I invite you to turn with me to uh, the book of Ephesians uh, for one last time. Uh, We are coming to the end of our study, and uh, I, I pray it's been enriching for you and just has shaped you and conformed you, and and I pray that it has ripple effects uh, through the life of the church uh, in in months and years to come, uh, this short uh, yet impactful book. So if you have your Bible, I invite you to turn there. Uh, While you're turning to your Bibles, we're going to be in verses 21 through 24. Uh, Just two announcements real quick. Uh, This, or September 6th, uh, on Tuesday night, we're moving, we're transitioning from our summer in the Psalms to our uh, series called Speak Jesus. It's a study in biblical evangelism. Uh, We're going to be looking at the book of Acts, but while we're looking at the book of Acts, we have copies of this little book uh, called Evangelism, How the Whole Church Speaks of Jesus. Uh, So this is going to be a little companion book uh, as we're looking at evangelism. So if you guys want to Join us on Tuesday nights. This is what's going to be coming with that, and, and hopefully, if, if you guys want, you guys can just take this book, uh, get together over lunch, uh, over little small groups if you want, and just kind of work through this as we look at the book of Acts and see how practical uh, and how um, uh, just not scary evangelism can be. I think the reason, one of the reasons why I wanted to do this series was because evangelism is intimidating, but it doesn't have to be because evangelism is an endeavor of the whole body of Jesus, and so anyway... Just wanted to announce that. That's going to be September 6th on Tuesday night. And then after this uh, last message here in Ephesians, we're going to be looking at the book of Jonah. Uh, So we're going to spend about four weeks. It's a four-chapter book. And uh, the series is going to be entitled The God Who Saves. And so um, I look forward to going through that. But anyway, that's all I have. Uh, So if you're at Ephesians, uh, we're going to be looking at verses 21 through 24 in chapter 6. incorruptible. This is the word of the Lord. Would you pray with me? Good and upright is the Lord. Therefore, He instructs sinners in the way. He leads the humble in what is right and teaches the humble His way. So Lord, we come to you this morning as sinners, redeemed yet sin still entangles us. It still distracts us. It still lures us after lesser things. So with that acknowledgement, Lord, we also are humbled. But the good news is that because you are good and you are upright, you instruct sinners, you lead the humble in what is right, and you teach the humble your way. And so we pray now, Lord, that you would instruct us sinners, lead us humble, and teach us what you would have us to know and to do. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Uh, A couple weeks ago, my wife asked me uh, what I was going to be preaching on when it comes to the final greetings. Uh, We don't really look at verses 21 through 24 and think that a sermon could come of it. So when she asked me, uh, it was a great question because I really had no idea what I was going to be preaching on. I just knew it was a separate thought and should be preached as a separate sermon. So... Uh, thankfully, the Lord came through and produced something out of this. You know, it's easy for us to skip through or merely glance uh, at Paul's letters uh, as we look at the final greetings, as we look at all these names. Uh, it's easy for us to just kind of, you know, skim by them because they don't make up the whole content of the book. And yet, uh, the names and the things mentioned at the final greetings or at the end of Paul's letters are vital. Uh, to the entire plot, as a good movie, you know the credits that roll by after that everybody turns the TV off or walks out of the movie theaters. Unless you're watching a Marvel film, everyone knows you stay through the entire of the credits because they have a whole movie at the end of that. Um, we 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 tend to just kind of glance at them or make very little of them, and so as in a good movie, we do the same thing with the. Bible as well. We tend to look at these names and we tend to look at these final greetings and we'll say, well, there's really not much here for me. But this is, as we read every Sunday, this is the word of the Lord. And so there is a word from the Lord for his people in these final uh, greetings. And these final greetings and this brother Tychus matters uh, because, because really Tychus is the reason why this letter was delivered in the first place. Everything that we know about, everything that we have studied in the book of Ephesians so far, has been because of Tychus, because of this unknown brother. And the reason why we have this letter is part of the reason why Jesus himself is so exalted and magnified in the life of the church There's a reason why he's so increased. The reason why over 15 weeks that we have been able to exalt and see this big gospel presented in Ephesians is because of this small brother, Tychus. So that's the heart of the passage this morning and the primary exhortation of my message is that, hear hear this, aim for the increase of Jesus in the life of the church. Aim for for the increase of Jesus in the life of the church. As Ephesians has increased Jesus in our hearts and in our lives and in the church, the final exhortation, the final word through our study in this book is aim for the increase of Jesus in the life of the church. And the way we do that, the way we achieve that aim uh, of this increase is by looking at uh, two goals, rather, that we should embrace based on this brother Tychus. There are two examples that Tychus, or at least Paul, outlines for us with this unknown brother that will help us achieve that aim of Jesus being increased in our lives. And so the first goal that we are to embrace in order for Jesus to increase in our church is we should embrace small titles. We should embrace small titles. Look at verse 21 with me so that you also may know how I am and what I am doing, Tychus, the beloved brother and faithful minister in the Lord, will tell you everything. There's not much that we know about Paul's companion Tychus. Uh, In fact, what we know is very, very little, which I think just serves to to elevate the point all the more. Here's what we know about Tychus. Tychus, uh, we know, was Asian, Uh, So he was a non-Jew, and we've seen in Ephesians how uh, the message of the gospel includes all peoples from all backgrounds, from all religious systems, uh, from all walks of life. And so we have Tychus, this uh, non-Jewish believer, this Gentile believer. He's he's among the names listed in Paul's church planning team in Acts uh, 24. So he's in that list of names. He's mentioned in Titus 3.12. As a potential sender to the church in Crete, where Titus pastored. Uh, he's mentioned in 2 Timothy 4.12 as actually fulfilling out the task that Paul has for him here in Ephesians, because Paul tells young Timothy, I've sent Tychus to Ephesus. And finally, he is mentioned in Colossians 4:7 through 9 as carrying out a similar task to the church in Colossae. That is the extent of this brother in the New Testament. Uh, he was not an apostle. Uh, He was not given a title associated with his ministry like John the Baptist. Uh, He was not a senior pastor. Uh, He's not given the title martyr of the faith like we would know of Stephen in Acts chapter 7. Uh, His name is not attached to the brother who was famous for his preaching that Paul mentioned in 2 Corinthians 8.18. He did not carry the successful business title of seller of purple goods like Lydia in Acts 16.14. What we know of this brother is from what Paul tells us of him here in this passage, and that is beloved brother and faithful minister. Uh, Paul gives Tychus the similar titles in Colossians 4, 7 through 9. He says, Tychus will tell you all about my activities. He is a beloved brother and faithful minister and faithful servant in the Lord. So Colossians adds on that fellow servant. You know, Just imagine with me real quick here, for Paul to be able to... Now, Paul is calling Tychus a beloved brother. He's not saying that Tychus is beloved by God, which is already implied from everything we've read in Ephesians so far. But what Paul is saying is, Paul is saying he's a beloved brother. That means Paul knew Tychus. That means Paul trusted Tychus. One of the reasons why I know also that Paul trusted Tychus is because to have couriers of mail in antiquity uh, was often hard to come by because you didn't know if you could trust the person delivering the mail. Have you ever guys played the uh, Chinese uh, whisper game where you guys are in a big line and one person says something and you're supposed to pass it along in a line and then by the time you get to the last person or whatever person gets it last, the message is completely distorted? Right? That's what it was kind of, it was a little bit nerve-wracking to send somebody to inform another group of people, especially believers, especially those whom Jesus has died for, with a message of what is going on in Paul's ministry. So we know that Paul trusted and loved Tychus. Imagine, right, because of all the, the things that he was involved with in his ministry, all the little tiny places where Tychus' name appears in Paul's endeavors. I can only imagine some of the moments not recorded down for us that occurred between Paul and Tychus. Now imagine someone in your life right now who you would consider a beloved brother, beloved brother in Jesus. I'm not just talking about family members. I'm talking about those who are part of the household of faith. Think about your beloved brother, your beloved sister, those who you have poured your soul out to, those whom you have broken bread with in your homes, those whom you have wept with and served with and rejoiced with. I can only imagine that this, it was similar between Paul and Tychus as they served the Lord together and they loved his people together. That, this would, that that resulted in this titling of this brother, beloved brother on the part of the apostle. Sure, Tychus was beloved because he was in Christ, but more so by Paul. Imagine all the nights, uh, the late night conversations they had about Jesus and about theology and about trying to figure out uh, what the end times were going to end up and shape out to be. Uh, Imagine them pointing one another to Jesus and, and all they have in the hymn. The hymns they sung together or sermons they heard each other preach or the people that came to Jesus because of their ministry that they helped disciple. We can deduce all of this here based on the simple title that Tychus had of beloved brother. Beloved brother and faithful minister. Let me ask you something. Can you look at someone in the church right now and say, that is a beloved brother and that is a beloved sister? I mean, are you sitting next to people where you can point out somebody, and it doesn't have to be everybody, right? Not everybody, although we are all family, although we are all one in Jesus, although unity is maintained, right? It's not saying everybody has to know everybody's business and every little detail about it, but there should be somebody in the family of God that you can look at and say, that is a beloved brother and a beloved sister. That is is a beloved brother. That is a faithful minister. A few years ago, if you would have asked me uh, who would have been the names of those who are most influential to me? If you just said, Kyle, could you write down five individuals who influence you the most? I probably would have listed names of known preachers and missionaries or public figures. Right? I would have listed out people who don't even know my name. And while they certainly have their place among the great cloud of witnesses, my answer to that question today would sound more like Paul's Tychus, the beloved brother and faithful minister. I would say something like Keith Williams, beloved brother and faithful minister. I would say something like Dan Davis, beloved brother and faithful minister, or Nathan Williams, beloved brother and faithful minister, or Dominic Cairns, beloved brother and faithful minister. You might say, who are those guys? I don't know who you're talking about right now. Well, of course you don't. You don't know them at all. You've never met them. You've never been impacted by their ministry. You've never known their names until just now. But I do. I do. I know these men, and they know me deeply. And these are the ones that I can trust and whose hearts are set on Jesus and who want my heart, most of all, to be set on Him They have small titles and unknown names and pastor in unknown places, but they serve the increase of Jesus in my life. Beloved brother may be small in some people's eyes, but consider the Christ-centered nature of this title. Like, Think about this. You have a beloved brother, a faithful minister, somebody in the local body who knows everything about you. I hope you do. And who knows all your sins and all your failings and all your victories and all your triumphs. Right? And that might seem like that's not a lot. That's not you know, much at the end of the day. But consider the Christ nature, Christ, deeply Christ centered nature of the title, beloved brother. Um, consider who first regarded his own people as brothers and sisters. You say, well, how is beloved brother and faithful minister such a Christ centered, such a highly exalted title? Well, we look, need to look no further than Hebrews uh, chapter 2, verses 10 through 12, where the author of Hebrews writes, for it was fitting that he, speaking of Jesus, for whom and by whom all things exist and bringing many sons to glory, should make the founder of their salvation perfect through suffering. For he who sanctifies and those who are sanctified all have one source. That is why he is not ashamed to call them brothers, saying, I will tell of your name to my brothers in the midst of the congregation, I will sing your praise. So, all of a sudden, beloved brother and faithful minister has a very high and lofty, eternal, significant weight than what we might think about it. All of a sudden, this title becomes bigger and weightier and more depth than any title that you could earn in the church or outside of the church. Uh, whatever you might be after as a Christian, it, the beloved brother is a big deal. It was a big deal to the Apostle Paul. It was a big deal to Jesus who now confesses you, saint, redeemed by God, brother and sister, in the throng of the congregation before his throne. I am not ashamed to call them brothers and sisters. If that title was given by the King of Kings to those whom he have set his love on, then we should not be ashamed to embrace that title even if that's the only title we ever get to bear. So my first question was, Do you have a beloved brother or sister, faithful, trustworthy minister sitting in this room in your local body of believers? And my second question for you, uh, for all of us this morning, is is, are you a beloved brother and faithful minister to someone in the church? Are you a faithful brother and faithful, a beloved brother or sister, faithful minister, or are you too busy elsewhere? Are you... Uh, Are you too busy with some endeavor or looking for some title that will be greater? I'll wait to be a faithful minister and a beloved brother when I get called to be an elder or when I get called to be a deacon or when I have to lead a Bible study or when I have to do X, Y, and Z. I'll wait until then to be the beloved brother, sister, faithful minister. Or maybe you're not even waiting for those positions in the church. Maybe you're just too busy Pursuing a title outside of the church that you deem more important and more worthy. Whether it's the promotion at work that's going to get you the title. And if you're not at work this much time, you're not going to get that promotion or title. So you can't be with the saints of God. Or you're pursuing some other uh, title outside that you think you need in order to be successful or in order to be something. And all the while, each and every single one of us have the opportunity to bear the name beloved brother and faithful minister. Or perhaps it's not you. Perhaps you're thinking, no, 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 I don't need a title. I don't care about titles. Uh, I I, I do not want to advance my own agenda and get uh, anything like that. I just kind of want to be left alone. I just want to come in on Sunday morning, and I want to sit down, and I want to sit as far away from everybody's problems as possible. And I don't want to get too involved. I just want to hear the Word of God preached I just want to sing some songs. I want to live my life. Or you're thinking, because I don't have title of church leader, you're thinking, I just want to be a regular church member. I just want to be a regular church member. And because of this, you have not taken any initiative to find someone in the church to personally disciple and pour into and love because of that mentality. Friend, if that is you, can I just say the Bible is filled with regular church members being faithful members and ministers and are key. Faithful, regular church members are key in the advancement of the kingdom of God and the increase of Jesus in the life of the church. Tychus, here in this small final greeting, is proof that regular people, no names, unknown, small things, Get big stuff done for the name of Jesus. And because of them, the increase of Jesus' fame and exaltation takes place in the life of the church. I encourage you to read some of the end of Paul's letters. It's not just Ephesians, all the names he lists and what titles they bear. If you read the end of Paul's letters, it's always going to be these random names that you can't pronounce, that you can't hardly spell, that you didn't know actually were names, right? And like, they're all names that you wouldn't know about. You don't know that. You didn't learn them in Sunday school class. Uh, They're not the emphasis of sermons. They're not people aren't writing biographies based on these small names on how to live the godly life, and yet these are the people employed in kingdom work that made the biggest difference in the world for the gospel of Jesus. Read the names and mirror those names, because those names exalted the name above all names and made it possible for other Christians to then in turn exalt in the name of Jesus. So, are you a beloved brother and faithful minister? And do you have a beloved brother and faithful minister in your life? And this uh, brings us to our next point. Uh, Jesus will be increased in the life of the church, not only when we embrace and exalt in small titles, but when we embrace small tasks. When we embrace small tasks, look at verse 22. Look at what Tychus is sent out to do. I have sent him to you for this very purpose that you may know how we are and that he may encourage your hearts. In other words, Tychus has an itinerant uh, encouragement ministry. That's all he does is he goes from church to church bearing the word of God encouraging the people of God and telling the people of God what other people of God are doing in other places, and that's all he's doing. Uh, I mean, look at how small of a task that is. He's a messenger. Uh, he's, he's, he's taking the letter of Ephesians and he's going to the churches in Asia Minor, and he's saying, "Hey, look what Paul! Hey, let me tell you about what Paul's doing right now. Just the other day, uh, Paul actually was talking the ear off of the prison guard who was uh, uh, guarding him, and he wouldn't stop talking about the gospel. And finally, the guy stopped and listened, and he heard about the gospel, and he came to know Jesus. And then the other day, Paul also baptized a few of these people. And then the other day, this person came to know Christ, and this church is growing. All he's doing is giving a report of how the churches are doing it, and what." Jesus is doing in the life of his people. And more than that, he's bearing the word of God. Remember, he's delivering the letter of Ephesians. It, it, he's, he's grabbing the word of God. He's walking around and he's going to other churches and he's saying, hey, hey, guess, guess what God's doing? I need to tell you about what God is doing. I've been given the task of telling you what God is doing. And not only that, but what God has said. Let me tell you what God has said. Let me give you the gift of the Word of God. And I think last week that's what we looked at, right? One of the points in how we fight the kingdom of darkness in spiritual warfare is to speak fearlessly the Word of God. That's what Tychus is doing. That's his ministry. He's just a bearer of the Word of God. And he just tells other people about what God is doing in other people's lives. Right? This small task did not catch the eye or spark the fame of the Roman Empire. Right? Tychus did not become sought after uh, by the, the big people, the big shots here in Rome. Uh, he, he was not getting book deals. Right, Nobody was retweeting anything Tychus said. Nobody, his, his name was not on the headlines, written in New York Times, best-selling list, nothing. He had nothing. And he's got four verses in the New Testament. And yet we have the book of Ephesians because of Tychus. This letter that's uh, resulted in the assurance and comfort and exalting of Jesus to the saint. We studied this letter, friends, the word of God for the past several months, because Tychus said, here I am. Here, I'm available. Send me. I, I, there's no task that's too meaningful. There's no task that I'm not willing to give my life for. For the kingdom of God and the people of God, there's not a single test that I would not be able to put my yes down on the table and say, Jesus, I've given my life to you, which means anything you want me to do, I'm going to go do it. Here am I, send me. He went and talked about what God was doing in the life of other people, bearing God's word. Imagine if we just pursued that. Imagine if we just stopped thinking we needed a title or we needed to be in certain positions or we needed to have the gifts or the special abilities or we needed to have the personality. We all needed to be extroverts. We all needed to be able to preach and teach in elegant ways. Imagine if we just said, no, 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 no. I have been redeemed by Jesus. I have the good news of the king. I bear an edict from the king of heaven who sits on his throne right now, and I've been told to be commissioned to go out and bear that news and to share that message that Jesus died as a substitute for sinners so that he might invite enemies and sinners and brokenness to his table. If we just decided to be okay with the fact that my name might not ever be known in my job, in my community, maybe in my church, but my name is known in the throne room. And because of that. I could take beloved brother. And I could take this small task. And I could be faithful. In that small task. That's all. I, I said the other week. We don't have to do big things for God. Stop trying to do big things for God. Stop, stop admiring and looking up to people. Who do big things for God. Who are writing all the books that you're reading. Who are influencers on social media. Or, or, or who, who have positions of. Or you know places of high position. Stop fixating on that and just say, okay, here's my task. I I could be a beloved brother because I have a beloved brother who died for me. I have a beloved brother who sits at the right hand of God right now. And he calls me brother. And he gives me a task. Paul concludes in verses 23 through 24. He says, peace be to the brothers. Which, by the way, that Greek word could mean sisters, too. It's brothers and sisters, so I don't, I don't want to make the sisters here in the room feel left out. Peace be to the brothers and love with faith from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace be with all who love our Lord Jesus Christ with love incorruptible. In other words, Paul ends where we began our study. Paul ends with we, what we began with. What did we begin with? We began with all that we possess in the heavenly places. We began with all that we have in Jesus. We began with all the peace, with all the love, with all the faith, all the grace that has been given to us in Christ Jesus because of the adoption of the Father and the security, the securing seal of the Holy Spirit. Paul ends where it's never going to end. Paul ends the letter in the space and in the reality in which we live. Peace, love, faith, grace in the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, I think the book of Ephesians itself serves to illustrate the point of this message. Right? Ephesians is, has, has exalted and increased Jesus in our lives, and it's a small book. It's a small book. It takes maybe 15 to 20 minutes to read it in its entirety. But while Ephesians is a small book, small title, delivered by a small individual with a small task, Ephesians has given us a pretty big gospel. We have a big, big gospel in Ephesians. Because some small individuals said yes. We have been given a gospel that has caused us to be raised up in the heavenly places where Christ is seated. A gospel that gives us a new life, chapter 1. That places us in a new family, In a new society, giving us uh, a a new standard, giving us a new ethic, a new way of looking at people, a new way of doing life, a new way, a new life, a, a, a gospel that renews our relationships with one another and calls us to play a role in the war against the kingdom of darkness. We have a big gospel in the small book of Ephesians, and what a gospel it's been to study! What a gospel. It has been to study. So, friends, if we want Jesus to increase, we know the first step is for us to decrease, as John the Baptist said, and we do that by being okay and embracing small titles and small tasks for a big gospel and a big, big king. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you that all of this, none of this is about us. Not a single iota of your word and of your plan is about us, although it has been lavished on us. Although we are the objects of your love, you are the sole object of our adoration, of our devotion, And the object object by which we offer to people to put their faith in for the forgiveness of their sins. Lord, this is worth all of us. This is worth every small, minute, boring task, low title. It is worth being decreased that your name might be increased. Lord, you have done wonders. You've done wonders in the book of Ephesians. You've done wonders... uh, in our lives because of the truths laid out for us. And I pray that that would not stop. Lord, that while we're done with Ephesians, Ephesians would not be done with us. That we would continue to live out the truths that have been presented in Ephesians. That we would model to one another grace and and the gospel. Our our culture here at a church would be uh, the gospel presented in Ephesians. And may because of that, because of our faithfulness and just doing and embracing small things for a big God and a big gospel, may you bless those small endeavors. May you bless and make your face to shine upon us. May you add to our number souls, not just bodies, but souls that have been delivered from life or from death to life and who are also out there making disciples. I pray that we would be a church of disciples that makes disciples. Lord, we thank you, we love you, and I pray that each and every single one of us here would take full ownership of the task set before us. And it is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for listening. To learn more about Faith Community Church, you can find us online at FCCSOBO.org or on our Facebook page by searching Faith Community Church. As always, God loves you, we love you, And we hope you have a wonderful week.